This is the West Coast Project podcast for Louie TV. My name is Mike. And I'm Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Mike. Hey, we're on West Coast Project and uh, starting to talk about the show without hardly a hello. So I wanted to just say hi first. Yeah. But you're chomping at the bit. So what what was your comment? Oh, I really, really wasn't. I was just saying I, I feel like there's always an excuse for me on, on why this is hard, why these, this episode's hard. And um, this time didn't have so much to do with the episode, but it had a whole lot more to do with uh, with with Mad Men. Uh, ending and how much time and energy that I put into Mad Men. And I don't think you can, I can't help comparing. Well, this is for Louis. So just what's one last thought about Mad Men. Did you think uh, Don wrote the ad for the Coke commercial? Well, I thought he did anyway. But then, of course, uh, um, we read that article from Weiner that said he did. Said, of course he did. I think that was in the article. Yeah, I think he did. I, th- I yeah. always thought he did. Yeah, I did too. I didn't. It just didn't even dawn on me that that he didn't. But there's there's so much about that that's just like really pressing on my mind. I really wish we had done Mad Men. Also, Don way. had always wanted to go to Italy, and that commercial was shot in Italy when it was shot in 1970 or 71. Oh, was it really? So that was another kind of subtle clue that it was Don. Well, I mean, it was Don. It was Don. It was the same people that he had come in contact with. But Yeah, but he could have gone and told uh, Peggy about it. This is what people wear in California. It's really groovy. Yeah. He could have done it over the phone. But yeah, I know. It was Don. It was Don. So, so this is Louie. Uh, the road is not kind to Louie, Michelle. Uh, and Louie's not kind to the road. Is travel exciting or drudgery to you? It's exciting to me. It's 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 drudgery. It's exciting to think about. It's exciting to to do. It's dr- the the particulars can be drudgery. What do you think? I think it's exciting, but then it's. I think Louie told the exact way it is for me. It's kind of cool. You get out. You get out on the road. You're kind of free as a bee floating through an airport and then you're at the then you land at your hotel and you're like oh this is it this is it for the next day or (laughs) three days especially the hotel he ended up at um but i i I read seppenwall's article about this and i think a lot of people including seppenwall are calling this kind of a placeholder episode for what's about to come next week kind of setting louis up for what he's going to do on the road next week um, because I think next week he gets picked up in Charlotte by the club owner's daughter, or the club owner of the, or the club owner is a female, so maybe there's a romantic something or other coming up for next week. Where did you get that? In um, Hit Fix, Seppenwalls, Ellen Seppenwall. And they knew that about next week's. Uh... Well, I guess I get the fact that it's a placeholder. It did seem kind of placeholdery to me. Oh, too, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that part. Seppenwall said that. I don't know about the, I think it was a next on or something with the girl picking him up. Oh, okay. I just, I hadn't heard that anywhere. So oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So Louis starts out. This uh, yeah. Episode. This one was kind of, um, odd. no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. This one was kind of what? It was kind of odd. I I agree. I I was thinking about it. I didn't read um, what you had read on it, but I had the same thoughts on it. That it almost had to be 
building to something. But then again, knowing Louie and the lack of continuity a lot of times, who knows? Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just the whole thing was just a series of mediocrity. Like it it was um things would start to build to something and then just fizzle out is what it felt like to me. Well, there are continuity glitches in this episode, too. Like, he's headed to Oklahoma next, but I don't think he ever goes to Oklahoma because he's he's in Cincinnati, and then he gets on his way to Charlotte. I don't know. It's (laughs) kind of crazy. Yeah. We're so used to that with Louis that it doesn't ruin anything. It's just like, oh, you got a black wife one week and a white wife the next week. You're going to Cincinnati, you're going to Oklahoma, and then Charlotte, but we don't get to see Oklahoma. Okay, yeah. I'll just roll with it. But it starts out with Louis packing, and I pack like this, Michelle. I that, swear, I swear, I have that written down. That I pack like you this, or you do? To, no, no, you know I don't pack like that. But but to ask you, is that how you pack? That yeah, is such do, a guy thing. Except for the sweating, I do the day by day. Like tonight, tomorrow, Friday. I put the clothes in and say the days. You don't do you really? Yeah. You don't put in a sweating pair of underwear. I don't underwear? put in a sweating uh day, but I put in like a non-works like cuz you don't just wear all your stuff. You usually wear two different things in a day. Like you go you wear like your relaxing stuff before you go to sleep or you sleep in stuff. So yeah, I do that, but um I do it like that kind of how much time and what what segment of time what I'm going to wear for that segment of time. And it takes you like as long as it took him to pack yeah. like 40 no 5 minutes 10 minutes. No, less than that. Okay. 3 minutes. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't know that that girls typically pack that way. Well, Louis always wears the same outfit too, so it's real easy for him. That was another thing. It was just like like the gray and the black and just the the mediocrity of everything. I mean, you know, his, like, underwear that he's throwing in there is, like, all the same. And I don't know that guys have different underwear. Who knows? But, but you know, I mean, it's just like everything was just, like, mediocrity in this. Well, I don't wear underwear, Michelle, but when I oh, do, well. it's usually something pretty special. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. a Bill Murray. Still, that's a Bill Murray joke. Oh, okay. I've not heard that one. So, um, but the other cool thing, he just leaves. He just leaves quickly and he flies. He's on the plane. Um, yep. Beverage cart bashes him awake, and the and the um, flight attendant just says, "Oh, rise and shine." No apology. <laughs> no, nope, nope. He looks kind of stuffed on there and slightly miserable. So. I like airports, especially in this singular mode like Louis. just by himself. He gets to an airport and, you know, Louis would be recognized. I'm not recognized by people. So I'm just, you're just anonymous. You can just do whatever you want. You can have a Cinnabon or you can go have a drink or you can go buy a stupid souvenir. Nobody's going to criticize you or usually not recognize. You, you, know, you don't get seen by a lot of people that know you when you're in a f- new city. I like that feeling of anonymity. Anonymity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't get recognized that much in my own town, so I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I I could see that, particularly in in a case of somebody who who is more public for sure. Well, Louis goes to Cincinnati and he gets picked up by the driver Mike, <laughs> um, and Mike doesn't even seem to recognize him. 
He's holding up his sign, and Louis comes walking up, and he doesn't just brighten up and say, "Oh, Louis, hey, how is it going?" He just keeps holding the sign. Yeah, and that was another one of those non-continuous things. You know, it's like, where are we with him now? Is he known or is he not known? Because he's not treated like he's known. I mean, everybody knows Louie, right? I mean, I could pass him and I would know him even if I didn't do the podcast or didn't watch the show as diligently as we do. Um, I I would know Louie. And so I, I don't think that he's... As known, I bet. In a, this? I bet a pretty fair lot of people would not know Louis if they saw his face walking through an airport. What percentage would you? A think? lot would. I mean, a lot would. I don't know. I'd call it a fifty-fifty. You think? Yeah. You think fifty? I don't even think fifty would know him. I think maybe twenty-five would know I him. I would. I would say that could be true too. That he's, you know, he's pretty popular. But if two or three million people or six million people watch his show, that's only one fiftieth. <laughs> Right? That's like that's like two percent. But that's still a lot of people. As far yeah. as like people in the airport. If one in fifty people know you, that's a lot. Yeah, I bet one or two people would come running up and asking for an autograph and but it's it's entirely plausible that that driver didn't know him and just holding the sign. Yeah, I mean why would the guy yeah, yeah, the driver even acted like he didn't recognize him. So I agree. I thought that was I just can't tell where where we're at with his success so far. So that guy kind of holds the sign as they walk away until Louis tells him, <laughs> you don't need to hold the sign up anymore. That was funny. Um, and Mike has never been to New York. He's trying to engage Louis in conversation in the car. What's it like? Can you describe it? And Louis doesn't want to talk to Mike. He's just tired and wants to get to his room. And this makes Mike pretty sad. Almost tears up. Mike almost tears up at this point. Yeah, and then Louis goes out of his way to not only tell him about it, but really go into almost like a child's story about it. And what did you think about that? He was kind, even though he didn't want to be again, I think. Well, I think he was guilty. Louis felt bad that Mike, he made Mike sad. So he kind of tells him, it's a big place, it's great. You can always find new things. But yeah, like you're right. It's a magical land to a child. Yeah, that's that's kind of how he did. It was almost like he was telling a story to a kid. You never get over how big it is. You can walk for days and never leave downtown. I mean, it was totally exaggerated. And um, not that the, exaggerated. Well, it was. Ex- I mean, it's it's not. It, it's there's certainly lots of stuff going on, but it's not that big. I, I mean, you cannot walk for days. And not leave downtown. I mean, I'm sure you could walk like around downtown for days, but you couldn't walk like in a straight line for. I mean, well, I don't that's know. That's not what he that's means. Just, he means like in a museum, you could walk around it for days and not see everything. Yeah, but he can't. Well, that's not how I took it. I took it as like you could walk for days and you'd still just be in the heart of downtown. And he goes on to. To say something like you can see something new every day that you never in your lifetime thought you would say. He, he's building it up. It's, it's a Santa Claus story. I think that guy. description is pretty accurate. 
I think he did mean you just you could walk around every day for a month and find something new. Oh well, not, sure. Not a linear. You walk. You know, you've walked forty-eight miles and now you're still in the city. It's well, like that's you... how I took it. <laughs> okay. I did. I, I, I just felt like he was just exaggerating it. You know, I mean, you're not going to see many, many things that you never. Well, maybe you would that you never in your life thought you would see. I don't know. I just thought it was very. Um, he was trying to tell the guy a story. He was trying to make up for for his lack of interest in the friendship with the guy in the community with the guy. So he has to tell him something great. And he even does like inflection and stuff as he's telling this. I believed him. I thought he was being accurate. So I'll disagree <laughs> with you on that. Okay. So, but then Mike pushes it. Like he knows, kind of knows he's tone deaf to what Louis, Louis is tired. Doesn't want to really talk. Louis gives him a little nugget and Mike pushes it. Well, what are the people like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Louis has to come up with more stuff to talk about, but they get to they get to the room and man, Cincinnati just looks crappy and cold and wintry. Snow on the ground in the way. Louis has to drag his suitcase through the snow bank <laughs> at that yeah, shitty you, hotel. You would think there could be a better parking spot for him to get in, and not have to go, you know, across, you know, up a hill in a big snowbank, but who knows. But it's not even a lobby. It's like you go like first of all, how did he have the key already to the room? Mike already had set that all up. Yeah, that's I kind of wondered about that too, but I'm I'm going to give him a pass on that and say that Mike did that for it's him. It's a Motel 86. A Motel 86, and there's there's like shopping carts abandoned in the parking lot and auric vacuums sitting in the parking lot. This place is like, it's sad. It's yeah, a sad so this place is a, this is a hybrid of a Motel Eight and a Motel Six. Is that eighty six or eighty six? Meaning you're dead. You're eighty six. <laughs> I don't know. I took it as like a as like a Motel Six, but is there a Motel Eight? I think so. Okay, I don't know. It's a little nicer than a Six. Oh, is it? Yeah, a couple steps up. But it's crappy when you go yeah. to a hotel and there's no like. It's nice when you go to a hotel and there's a lobby and you go and check in. Oh, there's the elevator bank and you go up in your room. It's like nice lobby ish. Like it's a nice. Not when you got to walk outside to like the, you know, like the hotel in Breaking Bad. You know. <laughs> The the shitty hotel Louis in here, where you go in from the outside world to your room, like a strip mall hotel. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely a different dynamic, and he's not happy with it. But it was sad, a sad place to be. Louis complains to Doug, his sixteen year old agent. He <laughs> wants a Radisson or a Marriott, not a shitty hotel eighty six. And he doesn't even care to pay for it at this point. Yeah, it's- he'll pay more for it. Doesn't care if it's more. Right. He's he's depressed over this. And I think he's it even goes farther. It's like he's depressed that that's where they're putting him. You know, because it would be different if it were your own choice about that kind of thing, but he didn't even know where he was going. So it's like someone else made the decision of his worth. Yeah, cheap. His agent actually says it. Right. I just want to make profit. I want to keep profit in the game, in the deal. Right. But Louis, you know, maybe that's your that's your answer about how famous he is. Maybe he's not really supposed to be as famous as he really is in real life. Now he's just kind of a up and comer, not super famous guy. Right, but he talks about being forty seven in this episode, so we know it's kind of now. And then at the same time, I don't know. 
lack of continuity in it. It's hard to tell. Louis gets a visitor in that room, Michelle, some guy looking for Roger. Yep. Louis annoyed again. He gives this guy the same treatment he's trying to give Mike. He's dead. Just shuts the door. He's dead. Don't. And did you see the look on the guy's face when he said that? Oh, I mean, Rogers the guy's face buddy. just like dropped. I mean, the guy's face is just like, I mean, he, he believed him. Well, think about the math on that conversation. You know, you're a guy looking for your friend and you knock on a motel room door, which is pretty ballsy to start with. And then you see a guy you don't know, like he sees Louie. He doesn't know Louie. He's like, where's Roger? So why would you ask a stranger? Why would you assume a stranger knows Roger? Unless- well, maybe that was Roger's room and... He thought maybe that was a friend of Roger's or something. Yeah, but you don't just say, where the hell's Roger? You say, oh, hey, I'm sorry. I'm not acquainted with you, but I'm looking for my friend Roger. Well, this guy looked like, you know, I mean, he... Underworld, I know. He's he's (laughs) criminal. Well, maybe, maybe. Yeah, he doesn't follow social protocol. I wouldn't think, no. Um... Uh, and then we hear about Louis's next trip to Oklahoma City, I guess, or Oklahoma, because he's complaining to Doug, his agent, about a better room. Right, and he just wants to know where he's going to be staying next time. And Doug doesn't want to tell him, which leads us to believe that it may not be, you know. It's worse. He's going to go to a condo with his own bedroom, but he's sharing it with someone. But he's sharing it with a featured act. So that's going to be interesting. I'd rather have a shitty 86 room than a shared condo with someone. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, and plus, Louis has talked about, he hasn't yet, but he does talk about, well, yeah, he kind of did, just just wanting to be by himself, you know, wanting the privacy as he's on the road. Yeah, that's he, why it's worse to share right. it. Yeah, but you're right, the agent kind of doles it out in little trickles of information, not just the whole thing, to kind of protects himself from Louis's wrath. But why a, does Louis tell him that it's not his fault? Because Doug says he just wants him to be happy, and Louis says, "Yeah, I know it's not your fault." If if that's the agent, isn't it his fault? Yeah, it's the same thing. He's trying to be nice. He realizes he's put somebody in a spot where they feel bad, or they feel guilty, or they feel sad, and he gets remorse. He feels bad that he's done that. Like the like Mike, he just felt sad about making Mike sad about go. You know what's New York like? He he feels bad. He's a good guy, so he doesn't like hurting people's feelings. Yeah. He's criticizing this agent. Like, so that's your job to make sure I get a room that's decent. And then he realizes the agent feels hurt by not doing his job well. And he kind of lets him off the hook. Yeah. Turns You're out right. Roger is not dead, Michelle. Roger, <laughs> the guy who originally thought he was, is... Mad that he was told Roger's dead. Roger's right there, standing right there. Yeah, and he's like beating on the window, yelling it. That that was pretty funny. That was good. And uh, Louis just shuts him off by closing the curtain. And then he reclines in that sad orangey color scheme that every freaking Hotel 86 has. With crappy pillows and orange shitty yellow light. That's so funny because I actually made a note there. The same thing. Dingy, sad looking bad and turns on the TV. That's a, I made that exact note right there. Yeah, it was sad looking place. Yep, and that kind of fades out. So we we do never see him go to Oklahoma, so I don't know why he dropped that in there, but Well, um, maybe that's where he's going as he's no well, maybe, maybe he's I don't know. 
I don't know. Maybe he goes to Atlanta because he's in Atlanta next. He's going from Cincinnati to Atlanta, Atlanta to Charlotte, and Charlotte to Oklahoma. That's a shitty planned trip. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe it was the cheapest. It's the Motel 86 of air travel. But he's got a show in Charlotte. Oh, does he? Yeah. Anyway, so then we get our first commercial break. Uh, come back. Louis eating probably room service, some sort of a room service burger. You think that place has room service? Well, or he went out and got it somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. That didn't. I, I wouldn't imagine that place has room service. That looked like a burger from the corner convenience store or something. Uh, Mike calls him. He's ready to leave <laughs> two hours early. Um, and then Louis just says, Hey, this, how far is it? How long of a drive? 15 minutes. We'll pick me up, you know, a half hour before, not two hours before. Uh, so Mike's stuck hanging out alone for 90 minutes. And he asks Louis, should I wait out here or come inside with you? Wait with you. Again, he's tone deaf. He doesn't get a clue that Louis just wants to be left the hell alone till he needs to be driven somewhere. What did you think about that? I think Mike is, is a, there but for the grace of God is me version of Louie. Ooh. He's he's kind of a nice guy. He's kind of a schlub. And he's got a kind of a shitty job as his driver. And he wants to connect with people. And he's lonely. And, you know, he's he's uh, his heart's on his sleeve. He doesn't try to protect his feelings at all. <laughs> I, I think he's I think Louis probably thinks, Jesus, if I didn't if I didn't hit it big or meet the right person or do this. You know the the right routine at the right time. I could I could have been this schlub. Okay, I did not think of that, but that's that's interesting. Well, he gets to the comedy club and we see a little bit of comedy, and this was a pretty good bit, I thought, Michelle. Um, isn't it weird that our favorite thing is a secret? It's it's in the what is the meaning of this format, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like everybody's like, oh, you're thinking about sex? How dare you? Like, but that's what everybody thinks about. You know, you see somebody in the supermarket and you you kind of size them up. I mean, not that you do this like a like a hound dog in heat all day, but everybody's also shocked. Like you you were thinking about sex? Oh, how shocking! What is the meaning of this? <laughs> well, it's so important that we cover it. That was the funniest part of it. It's like we we must cover it. It's that important. Yeah, Louis says everyone should just reach out to each other and admit they want to have sex. Just eliminate that secret. Stop pretending and, like you said, stop covering it. And Mike likes this act. Mike thinks it's funny. Yeah, Mike's in the audience laughing. He's almost stalkerish at this point. But, I mean, I guess he's got to be there, so he should be in there. But it was just, I wasn't counting on him panning to him and seeing him in the audience laughing at this. I don't know, it just... Struck me as a little bit, ooh. Well, if he's got to drive him, which soon sure. as he's done, he's going to drive him again. So he could go away, which is stupid, or sit in the car, which is, I guess, another right. option. Why not right. just go in and stand in the club? You know, that's. Oh, like absolutely. It. it just seemed, you know, I just, I don't know, it was just like more of an intrusion on Louie for some reason. I felt, I started feeling a little protective of Louie in his desire to, to have some privacy as ridiculous as that even sounds coming out of my mouth because and to to see this guy who has just tried his best like really almost forced his way into Louis's 
bubble. I don't know. I just kind of hated to see him there. Yeah, you're right. It did seem like that. So driving Louie back, Mike starts talking about Billy Burr, Bill, Bill Burr. Billy Burr was here last week. He's awesome. And, and Mike loves him, too. I, I really like Bill Burr as a comedian. Um, Mike says, Bill Burr was nice. Like, <laughs> you might not be as nice as Bill Burr, Louie. Yeah. Yeah, he was definitely inferring that, at least. And he shook hands with everybody. He's a nice guy. He was cool. I mean, he just kept on. He was. Do you think he was poking for reaction yeah, from Louis? Yeah, like oh, maybe okay. not even consciously. Just like, oh yeah, he was really nice. Like, not a little nicer than you are being to me. Did you? Um, you recognize Bill Burr, right, Michelle? Uh huh. Yeah, Bill Burr is oh, super yeah, funny, yeah. and he seems nice. I've heard him on a few podcasts, and he seems like a nice guy. And of course, Bill Burr was Kubi in Breaking Bad. Um, and the truck driver, I guess Kubi, he was Kubi in both. He was the water inspector guy and the truck driver. Um, but Bill Burr had Mike squire him around to the cool places. Like he kind of counted on Mike and I think Mike wants to play that role with Louie. Well, absolutely. Yeah. I think he's saying that to him because he wants Louie to go, Oh, okay, let's go. And I thought Louie was gonna, you know, I thought Louie was gonna, because he seemed to, Easily, easily guilted. And I thought he was going to say, all right, Mike, let's, you know, go hang out. Take me around to the funnest places around this Motel 86. And, um, but he didn't. In Cincinnati. So Louis shuts all that down. That's great. It's cool that they were cool. I'm different. The road is not an adventure and it's like going to the toilet. It's just something he's got to do. And this is where he points out that he's um, 47. And and it was pretty telling too. What did you think about that when he's saying, um, "I've I've met everybody. I've been everywhere. I've met everybody. I've even met you." Well, I think you've figuratively meant that. Sure, sure he did. But what a what a terrible thing to say to somebody. That was like the coldest thing. Well, it happens again. This is the third time Louis' regret of being mean. I mean, he feels bad again, I think, that he kind of shuts this guy down. Does he feel bad? Because I, I didn't I get that so. at this point. Yeah, I think came, he was over it at this point. They, came, they cut to a commercial pretty quick, but I think that's, what, where, that's where it was going. But um, Well, I hope so, because, I mean, like Mike is, like, starting to cry. That's a mean thing to say. Somebody comes up, and, and they're um, interested in you in whatever way. I mean, whatever, you know, normal way, they're interested in you. And you're like, I don't need you. I've met you before. Well, that's because they want to have sex with you. Weren't you paying attention? Uh, okay. uh, not you. I mean, that's what people want to do. Okay. Um, so we cut right to a commercial, come back from the commercial. Louis in another airport, and I'm, th- I'm thinking, okay, where's the Oklahoma City Thunder souvenirs, and where's the, you know, the Sooners um, football jerseys? But it's not Oklahoma, I don't think. It's Atlanta. Yeah, he's in Atlanta. And what is the music they're playing in what this What is episode? the music in this? Yeah, what is the music? What is the meaning of the music? This music 
music was horrible. It was horrible. Oh my gosh, it was like my ears were bleeding. The it's music kind of that... cool at first, but it gets more and more discordant as we go through different airports. Bizarre. Gets it's bizarre. Worse. It gets wilder yeah. and wilder. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I saw a couple notes from people, comments from people trying to figure out, you know, they tried to they tried to sound hound it and stuff and couldn't couldn't get it to come up for anything. Um, but it de- it degrades it so much at the end that it's just like moaning and animal sound. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. But Louis hungry, Michelle. He goes to Jizzy Buns, and he's considering the hot poor bun, which I think he was really thinking, mm, I might try that. The <laughs> bun, you chew up the bun and you put your mouth under the spigot. That sounds sanitary, doesn't it? Uh, made me think of Saul Goodman when I saw this Jizzy Buns. Where was Saul oh, Goodman? Oh, yeah, interesting. I, did, I, I didn't get that, but that, that would, wouldn't that have been great if Saul would have been the one behind the counter? Well, he's not in Atlanta, though. Well, you're he's right. He's in Omaha. But, Louis, but the girl has to tell him, wait, hold on, don't get too excited here. I'm just kidding. He's really thinking about the, doing this, I think. Maybe, or maybe he just thinks that's the most bizarre thing he's ever heard in his life. He's sitting there, like, just standing there looking at her, like, completely with this flat affect. And as she's going over these these different kinds, of, and he can see the buns. They're right there. And he's like, is this like cinnamon buns with topping and, and all this? And I mean, they're they're behind a glass. They're right there. He knows what it is. I don't know. Yeah, who hot. doesn't know what a jizzy bun is? Well, <laughs> um, okay. Well, Louis gets on the shuttle with his bun, and I think he does a pretty tac- good tactical job of eating here, Michelle. Does really well with his eating. He uses his suitcase as a table. Everything's neat and tidy. He's got it locked between his legs, and he's using a fork and a knife, and he looks like he's pretty together eating his jizzy bun on the shuttle. Yeah, I... Do you eat a cinnamon bun like that? Unless you want jizzy all over your fingers. <laughs> okay, I'm not even... I'm, I'm going to drop this right there. Okay. Well, unless you want Cinnabon syrup and goo all over your hand. Yeah, but who who would do that with a... I bet a lot of people. Do you dressed up on your trip and you're... You'd pick it up and just start chowing it. Chowing I would it. pick it up. I would pick the bun up and... Shove it in my face. Well, what do you eat. do with the gluey, goopy syrup all over your fingers? Well, see, Mike, I've packed like a girl, so I have some hand wipes with me. Well, do you think Louie has hand wipes with him? I do not, but he could use his sweaty underwear. Yeah, that sounds delectable. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Michelle, we know he's in Atlanta now, but um, it's not Atlanta International Airport. It's Hartsfield, right? Or do they call it Atlanta International? I'm pretty sure that's the same. Well, do they call it that though? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You, and the guy on the loudspeaker was funny too. He's like, "You're in Atlanta International Airport." He's like the <laughs> announcer. He's the announcer. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I thought it was always called Hartsfield. But Michelle, the tram system in Atlanta. I know you've been there. Have you ever walked it? Where you usually take the train? Have you ever just walked it? Um, no. No, I don't think I have. I'm pretty sure I've taken the, the tram. I mean, just walking to the tram is a good little walk. It's a big place. Yeah, it's pretty big. I've walked it just for exercise when I had time. But I've gone to Atlanta a lot. 
and just to have time when you have time it's like oh, I'll just walk it but it's you could literally walk probably a mile from one terminal to the main terminal yeah and that's just from terminal to terminal I mean if you're going you know even farther that I, I don't know it's it's a good good little well it's not a mile from terminal to terminal it's probably a mile though from the farthest flung terminal to the other side miles pretty far for an airport I guess but I mean maybe it just seems longer because you're Carrying your your packages and your and your cinnamon cinnamon buns. So. No, no packages. One little suitcase. One little easy trip. Um, I saw a lady locked in a bathroom once at at Hartsfield in Atlanta. What she, do you mean? Somehow the door got stuck. Oh my god! And she couldn't get out, and so she was like, "You heard the? I'm stuck in here!" And she's crying. She's really really upset, and they couldn't get the door open. Um, so if she wasn't, you know, not like maliciously locked in, the door just got locked or stuck and, um, she was in there a long time. Everyone was kind of waiting for their plane at the, at the terminal or at the gate. And, um, like, you know, 40 minutes she was in there crying. (laughs) One lady went and got her some, something to eat and slid it under the door and it came sliding back out. I don't want food. I want to get out of here. Like, she was just trying to be really nice to her and just sent her something to eat, and she shoved it back out like all mad. You mean she was locked in a stall? No, in the bathroom itself. Well, how did how did how would something I don't know. go the under door the got door? Stuck. The door got stuck. How much space is there under a door? There was What's enough she... to slide a thing under there, and she well, like shot it back out. Like a pixie stick or something? I mean, what, what yeah, can you like put a underneath churro, the door? Like a churro. It wasn't like a chicken dinner. You know, it was... <laughs> It wasn't a cinnamon bun or something? I don't think it was as thick as a cinnamon bun. It might have been a pretzel or a churro or something. But it was funny. It came sliding back out into the the walkway. I mean, you could at least keep it. Right. Because it's kind. She was too stressed to eat. Well, that's okay. I mean, pretend like you did. or I don't know. I think they finally got her out. I don't think... um, Yeah, I think she got out. Well, I hope. She's not like Huel, but... I think she got out before I left. I can't even remember. But um, back on the on the tram in Atlanta, football team of rowdy Islamic kids gets on a whole bunch of them. They get on, but they don't all get off. One, yeah, one feral kid is left behind like a puppy, and Louis has to herd him or her off the train to find the mama. You know that's that's actually a pretty scary thing on unmanned kind of entrances and exits. I don't know if, if if you've ever had this experience or ever even thought about it, but it's a pretty scary thing like elevators and kids and trams and kids and stuff that you can't, you know, I mean like a bus, like a Marta Carta bus or something, the driver's not going to drive off until you're all on or all off if they notice. But, but on something where there's no human interaction to get somebody to stop, that, that, that's a really scary thing. I know as a mom, you know, getting on even elevators with more than a couple of little kids, if one kid decides to run out as that door closes, it's just, it's terrifying. So anyway, yeah, I've never had that. I've never had that concern. Yeah, it's it's a true concern, and it's really scary. Kind of like that thing with Louis when his daughter ran out on the yeah. subway. Yeah. yeah, 
it's it's a pretty scary thing. So Louie calls the security system on the crappy speaker, <laughs> security people on the security s- crappy s- speaker system, and the puppy kid runs away and never to be seen again, right? No, that was just it. It was just like, okay, a couple things about this scene. That was another instance. We can't really even hear the words in the music. They're all like garbled. We've, we can't understand the the words that someone's saying back to him in this emergency, semi at least, situation. And the the kid is like making mewing sounds at him, almost animal-like sounds. Everything about the communication is like he can't communicate with Mike to let him know that he doesn't want to have this conversation. Um, Mike you know, doesn't get his communication. He's not able to get anybody else's communication. It's just like everything is uh, the the girl at, at the cinnamon bun store. They don't get each other. It's like they're not communicating. She's like, I'm obviously kidding. And the whole thing is just like the 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 agent, Doug, he doesn't get Louie's communication. I don't know. The whole thing is like this lack of being able to understand somebody and how frustrating that would be. Yeah, that's a pretty good take. Louis kind of isolated in the world. Nobody, un- nobody understands him. I want to be no. left alone. I need this. I need that. And you don't, you don't get it. You don't hear me, what I'm trying to say. No, and he can't understand other people. It's like he... He's not getting understood, and he's not understanding. And what about the kid? Because the kid ran off, he suddenly feels no more obligation. I didn't... What are you going to do? I mean, I guess. He just, like, kind of shrugs his shoulders and gets back on the trap. Why bother helping the kid in the first place? Yeah, Louis could have easily caught that kid. He's a little kid running, and Louis's a big man. He could run up and catch him. You'd think. But nope, more rock out music, and Louis gets back on the shuttle. And I guess he's headed for Charlotte. <laughs> now, pre-boarding, Michelle, for people who are dying or afraid. That was funny. And there were a couple people dying and afraid. One lady, oh, has, one lady has to wake up her husband in a coma or whatever. Okay, I'm completely lost. Well, he's getting ready to go on the plane to Charlotte, and they say right. pre-boarding for people who are uh, need a t- additional time or who are dying or afraid. They said that because yeah. I missed that. Okay, I completely missed. That's hilarious. And then there was one, wasn't there a scene of a lady like trying to wake up her husband or I don't know. It looked like there was somebody who looked. There were a couple people looking comatose in their chairs. <laughs> like well, they, yeah, bored certainly. Yeah, but that was dying or afraid. Okay. And um, Louis realizes in line that he's forgotten his bag. So, Michelle, what was on that lady's bag that made him remember this? It looked like a thong or something. The thing you put on your bag to identify it from everybody else's? Yeah. I thought it was just an identifier. You know, like a just a little tab or something that you put on there. I just took it that Louis saw her bag and saw that. I don't <laughs> Well, but a thong, if it if it were a thong, he would think about underwear and his lack of, maybe. I don't know. Well, it was a chance to make something funny out of it, and I couldn't tell what it was, so I'm just making a 
being a smart ass saying it's a thong. But it looked pretty big. It looked bigger than what most people have. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't make out what that was either. I don't know. So he doesn't find his bag. And Michelle, there's a big hassle in reporting your bag, especially when you're in a hurry. You're trying to make the next flight. You're on, and he's in line to get on the plane. You can't start looking for your bag. There's no quick enough fix to solve this problem. Have you ever lost your carry-on? Yeah, not my Have carry-on, really? but my check-in. Well, check-in, yeah, but this is his carry-on, and he's lost it. He just left it behind, though. It's not right. like they lost Yeah, it's his fault. Yeah, but how, how would you even begin? I mean, surely there's a place in the... In a place where people get locked in bathrooms, surely there's a place that all stray luggage goes, which I guess we find out, huh? Well, the one thing you don't do is go to the slowest guy in the history of airports to find it, who says, oh, you should contact your carrier for more information. Like, that's not (laughs) going to help me at this point. And he says he's going as fast as he can, and he's walking like one mile an hour. Well, yeah, and he's also saying, you know, it's kind of not my problem. Louis does get an interesting little diversion here. He gets a cool ride through the airport on this guy's cart through the tarmac. And um, they see some pretty fun stuff. They see a guy uh, picking bullets out of an airplane's belly. Okay, tell me that's not true. Uh, Sounds like like it happens every day. Almost every plane. I really need to know that's not true. People shooting at planes for fun. Uh, I don't know. I would probably say it's not true. Okay. <laughs> JetBlue gets a pretty nice product placement here, though. It's the JetBlue cart, JetBlue airplanes, JetBlue terminals. Uh, their name's on every little cart they go by and in and around. It's, yep. it's pretty pretty much JetBlue. Yep. And then they see Louis' bag from afar. He has to look at it with binoculars because they're about to th- put it into the controlled demolition container. <laughs> and, but okay. It, it's just another black bag. It's not a, and there's no panties on it to identify it. Yeah, he didn't have an identifier on his bag. Bad, bad decision. Would you have taken the chance? I think it's showing again how not brave Louis is, how unwilling without some kind of force he is to step out on a ledge, so to speak. He won't even say, I mean, that was probably his bag. But there again, if he says it's his bag and then they, you know, open it up and it's full of arms or something, of course, it's going to be in a lot of trouble. No, Maybe. you just say, oh, I'm sorry, that wasn't, I guess it isn't mine. Well, <laughs> of course. I mean, who's going to say it at that point, though? I don't know. He's certainly taken a chance on it being a problem if he says it is right no, because otherwise no well, then why wouldn't he say it was why wouldn't because he say he, yeah he just was he, he wasn't sure it was the it was the it's the situation louis in he can't decide he's just kind of drifting through through these adventures well yeah but he was fearful you're fearful otherwise you would at least say well let me take a look but he he wouldn't do that yeah, but say it is full of bombs or arms or something that you don't want. You, you you wouldn't you wouldn't say it is your bag if you knew there were arms and bombs in it. Well, of course not. But he couldn't tell is the point. He he had no way to know, and couldn't he have at least like gotten closer? I mean, I would have not even got gotten out of line to get on the plane if all I knew I had in there was some black 
T-shirts, some jeans, and some underwear, I would have just gotten on the plane and bought and do what he does ultimately. Yeah. Why get? Why interrupt your flight, your day, your schedule? You got to find a place to stay now or catch another flight, all for a you know hundred bucks worth of clothes. Yeah, yeah, a hundred bucks worth of you know old clothes and just you know I don't, I don't know though I I don't know I I could see him getting out of line and trying to do it but no no I he don't. took a shuttle he he took a shuttle away and he had to go back to the shuttle how is he going to find it in time just missing the flight is way more valuable than the stuff in that bag really yeah just the inconvenience of it. What if he's, okay. what if his gig is in Charlotte that night? Well, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but the guy does, and the slow guy does give him pretty good service, taking him through all this stuff. Um, it ultimately takes him right to the tarmac again, to the to the walk upstairs, and gets right on the plane. Pretty yep. good. Louis gets yep. on and walks right to his seat. Now JetBlue first class, Michelle. I never noticed a first class like that. It looks pretty nice. They have like their own, almost their own little offices in their seats. Is that what that was? Was it first class? Well, yeah, because he got on in the front, and they had their own little sec- sectioned-off little areas for their seats. So they're going to fly him first class. Well, he walked through first class. He never sit. I didn't see him sit down anywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, first class is always in the front, and that's where the guy let him on. Well, yeah, but like Atlanta, to, he was going to Charlotte, right? That was like, what, an hour flight? Hour? I mean, you know. Yeah, that but just people seemed... have first class flights for seats for a one hour flight. Well, yeah, I, I don't picture those people staying in a Motel Eighty Six, though. <laughs> but I don't know. So Louis gets to Charlotte, I guess. He's at the airport again, and he's buying stuff. He gets a new bag and a clothes and an ice cream cone. I guess he gets the bag and the ice cream cone. He's not a very discerning shopper, Michelle. He shops again, kind of by the days, just like he packed. Oh, I know. I know. It was like he was doing it again in my mind as he was throwing the stuff in the bag. He was going Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yep. And uh, the cashier isn't even phased by it. This guy packing and shopping at the same time. Life goes on. And he's eating a lot of junk food. Well, you always eat junk food when going through airports. That's life on the road. This is the road. Ice cream and... Cinnamon rolls. Look at him. Look at his physique. Yeah. And that was it. That was. There was no major point. You know, no major relationship. No major theory, philosophy. Just a little bit of travel. A little bit of inconvenience. A little <laughs> a bit lot of, of comedy. Yeah, yeah. But I, I kept thinking something was going to go somewhere. Like with the kids. You know, that could have been like a big deal thing. And it was like it just like fizzled out. And the bag, that could have been a big deal thing, and it just fizzled out. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a lot of inconvenience. It was no inconvenience. It just meant buying some more clothes, get right. He didn't miss anything. Didn't miss a beat. A lot of frustration, I think, is a better word. Not any he more was, than he would normally have anywhere else in the world on a typical day. Right, but I think that's kind of the point, right, is that he's kind of burnt out on this kind of frustration and the value. I mean, but he doesn't place a lot of value on himself or on, um, you know, his belongings or anything like that. But it's like, you know, 
nobody places any value on them. I don't know. I don't know. It was it it was an odd episode to me, and hopefully, it was a placeholder to something else. You're not satisfied with just the road part one. Um, I'm glad there's a part two. Well, this is a short season, Michelle, from Tennessee. Only eight episodes. And then this was episode seven, The Road Part One. Next week is number eight, The Road Part Two. I can't believe this is over already. I mean, one more week and it's over? That's. And he has no major love interest. Well, except, you know, Pamela. That's not his focus this season, though, it doesn't seem to be. It's more about. No. I don't know what it is about. The career, <laughs> the girls, the, the daughters, and being a dad. And... I don't think he's over Pamela, though. No, no, he's not. But, yeah. But last know. season was tipped with a very strong theme of relationships. But I've really liked this season. Still, even though I'm a bit confused. And this wasn't deep enough i don't think to be my favorite episode by far but i didn't dislike it at all i don't know if i like this season so much as i just like watching louis and seeing him in situations in life is that i've been in before and seeing what he does is just interesting to me i don't know i like this season i like this louis i like it much more than than early louis and there was a lot of speculation that he was going to go back to the way it was in the beginning and I'm just glad he didn't. I'm glad that it follows along more with last season. So, well, that's it for five Oh seven, the road part one. You can find our podcast streams on westcoastproject.com. My Twitter is at scathing tweets and Michelle, what's yours at Michelle from TN. Do you have any last thoughts before the road part two next week? Um, no, no thoughts. All right. Well, I'll see you in Charlotte. I'll see you there. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.